0: I'm Lisa Dumas, Therapeutic Yoga Educator.
1: And I'm Amy Pruitt, a registered nurse, a yoga teacher, and I own a yoga studio.
0: And this is the Radiant Warrior Podcast, where we offer skills, inspirations, stories, and guests to help us live a life of purpose, contentment, and self-worth.
1: Our intention is to share how our practices support us in our contemporary lives and help us to reclaim our courageous hearts. Hi, Amy. Hi, Lisa.
0: Full disclosure, this isn't the first time that we've spoken since we paused the podcast. It's been so nice, actually, just to um, talk every week as we have, but we did make the decision to pause this offering for the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, we did, and it felt right at the time.
0: We want to share with you coming up in this episode what we'll be talking about because, you know, it's nice to know what's coming up in a world when where we don't often. <laughs> right? So in this episode, our intention is to update you on what's happening with us. And we're also going to talk about what we've learned and what we want to remember on the other side of this. And then near the end of the show today, we have a big announcement that we are so excited to share with you. But first, Amy, maybe just a few words about why um, we took a step back. We said this A few places on our social channels, but we didn't say anything official because, you know, we didn't feel authentic about that either. What I'll say is that when all of this went down, we had a couple of episodes that we felt really great about that we felt would be useful and helpful. But honestly, just to speak for myself first, like I was processing and I felt that I could be most useful in the work that I do because, like, the past. Decade and a bit have been completely devoted to my practice, to formal education, to working with others around anxiety. And I thought, okay, I, that's what I need to focus on. I think that's where I can be helpful. Um, and I didn't know how to be helpful. I really felt like I needed to process quietly.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. When I look back at mid March and looking forward from March, it felt so uncertain. And not really knowing what to say and mm-hmm. how to hold space and and not having that direct feedback from whoever we were speaking to also was difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, When we podcast, we send it out into the world and we don't always get that immediate feedback. And we speak to people that are all over the world and they're in very different circumstances. So it mm-hmm. felt to me like Maybe what was happening for me that day may be very irrelevant for others or superficial even to what somebody else might be going through
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And to be able to just focus on you know the work that we were doing in the world in other ways, then people have a choice. You know, okay, that's something that would be of service to me. So I will join you for that online offering. Um yeah, I agree. I agree. And it also feels good to to be back. And it's been such a pleasure and honor to meet some of our listeners because you and I have spent some of this time teaching together online. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a gift to say, oh, to see people in person that have been listening.
1: When we say in person, we still mean virtually. It's the,
0: it's the new in person. It's
1: the new in person in the Zoom room. Yes. I don't want I don't want people to think that we've been gathering like uh, no. you know. Um, But yes, in the the Zoom room, I didn't know what that would be like, and I was really resistant to it. But being live on Zoom, on these online offerings that we've had together and apart even, it has been so heartwarming to see people's faces and to Mm -hmm. be able to talk to them and to know that they're okay or to see them in their homes or to see their pets or their kids and and I know people talk about like Zoom fatigue and how oh, they're so sick of being online. But for me, getting over that resistance and then doing it, it, it really helped me so much to even have that amount of connection to be able to see people and talk to them in real time. I
0: say that to the students that are coming to my online classes. It's, you know, I get a lot of feedback and thank yous for for doing that, but the truth is the real thank you is to them because it has offered me so much in the way of connection and also in purpose, just knowing that I'm showing up in that way a few times a week, a few times a week, it's been really helpful. And for me, the studio that I was offering the public classes at, it didn't just close momentarily, um, it it shut its doors forever. And I, I couldn't imagine not gathering with those people in some way. And I agree, I didn't know how it would go. But it has been so heartwarming and so nourishing. It's a huge part of my day when we are coming together. And we've created true community. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I'm the same seeing people's faces after I teach. We all just sort of gaze at one another, you know, nobody, nobody turns off immediately. We all just look at each other's faces for a while and smile and I've been loving it.
1: Yeah, it it has been great.
0: This time is really illustrating to me one of the big teachings in yoga, which is we can hold more than one emotion at the same time. You can think of it almost as this circular thinking. We have been in a state of fear and anxiety and grief and trauma and uh, this never before experience sense of the unknown uh, feeling doom at times, but then we've adapted and people are still celebrating and there have still been birthdays and anniversaries and graduations and people are still finding a way to experience joy and connection and gratitude. And this is what I've been very present to that it's all part of the experience. And we're so we can be so hard on ourselves and decide that, you know, the positive feelings are so much better than the negative feelings, but it's all, it's all there. And if you think about, a circle and you think about fear being on one side and sort of trust and, and love being on the other, you know, it's all, it is all connected. And I thought about that a lot, you know, when people would say, how are you? It really was different hour to hour if I was checking in and being honest with myself.
1: Yeah, that, that question became very different, didn't it? After, after March and because people really wanted to know. The answer. Having to pause and, like you said, check in with yourself. How am I right now? Because that could change on a dime.
0: I noticed that for me, a big part of it was just realizing, and I think a lot of us felt the same way, how little we're in control of. We've known that on some level. And I've taught that over the years because that has been a huge part of my own personal healing from the journey with disordered anxiety. But this has been like this huge teaching of how little we can control things. And I've really noticed in my personality how much planning has been a way that I've kept myself distracted. I've kept myself really busy. It's almost been an addiction to planning things. And one of the gifts of this time is you just have to let go of that.
1: For real. I know for myself in the beginning, I felt this grasping, like I wanted to grasp on to anything that felt like, okay, this is the way it's going to be, but mm-hmm. then that would change. Okay. Now this is the way it's going to be. You no, know, then that would change. And, and then finally just sinking and settling into, okay, this is the way it is right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and getting used to that because. That caused me so much less suffering than trying to grab onto and hold on to what I thought the way things were going to be because it was constantly changing.
0: Yeah, we're talking about another one of the central teachings of wisdom traditions. It's It's just the practice of being present because that is the moment that we have, but we are so... Um, attached to thinking about what's to come. And when it's the unknown, it's incredibly uncomfortable.
1: I was teaching that eight limbs class at the studio, the, the different philosophies and ethical limbs of yoga. And our last night before we closed, our last class was on surrender. And I found it so poignant that that was the last class that we had before we closed that we were discussing surrender and what does that really look like and how it's, it's just kind of opening your hands and allowing, you know, whatever is to be. And, and that's your truth in the moment and not resisting it, not trying to make it into something. It's not, not trying, trying to manipulate or force, but just surrendering to reality of the situation surrendering to your emotions like letting your emotions be what they are and not trying to resist your emotions it was it was really an interesting study to dive into right before all this kind of hit the fan
0: and i think the processing continues and if not maybe even more processing now because when it all first went down we were in reactivity you know we were in now this new buzzword of pivot And for a lot of us, that was essential and working out how we were going to manage working at home, how we were going to manage not working, how we were going to manage paying the bills and teaching the kids and just all the things that changed. And so for the first several weeks, it was just survival mode almost. And underneath all of that, all of these feelings that it was almost like, okay, you're there. I see that. But just, having to function anyway and now that many people have adapted and now that many areas are opening i think almost now is the time to process and to ask ourselves okay what what was were the opportunities of that time and who do i want to be on the other side and being a little mindful about that but um we were going to talk about how we did adapt within that time and we still found ways to celebrate. So there still was joy. Um, do you want to talk about what you celebrated?
1: I did find moments to celebrate. We, ha- In adapting to this new way of being, this new reality, we were able to turn the yoga studio that's here in Columbus uh, into an online studio. And and when we did that i didn't do that right away i waited probably a good 6 weeks through this before i did anything with the yoga studio just doing my own processing and
0: mm-hmm.
1: my own tolerance and you know i had to grieve the loss of the way things were and and you know releasing expectation of of the way things were going to be. And then.
0: And let's not forget Amy, that you are also a nurse. And so it's not, it's not exactly like you were just sitting at home with all this time on your hands and you were very privy to a lot of information. Um, so that, that took up a lot of your headspace.
1: Totally. And I think, I think I, I was very mindful of my own tolerance at the time. Like I had, I was in it, being a nurse in the hospital and and hearing the things that they were telling us and seeing the things that I was seeing and knowing that I couldn't do both. You know, I just, it, it would be inhumane to myself to try to do both and then probably inhumane to anyone who encountered me at the time to try to run a business. And so kind of shuttering the business for about six weeks. And then when, when it felt right, it was time to open the community back up in the virtual space. And, and it was a celebration, we opened it with a virtual kirtan. So Mm -hmm. we had a Friday night kirtan, Um, two of the teachers that are beloved in our community offer kirtans, you know, yoga concerts, basically, if you're not familiar with what a kirtan is, it's, it's a like a yoga concert, and you chant and you sing and you come in community and um it's just this beautiful it's one of my favorite events that we have at the studio and so i knew when we were going to open the virtual studio on march or may 1st i really wanted to celebrate that in some way and i asked um their names are the bhakti mamas their names are Abby and Holly and and i said will you please do a virtual kirtan and so we did like a facebook live and it's still on our social media page if you want to go back and enjoy it and it was I, you know, I like everyone else in the entire world. We had to quickly become much more knowledgeable about te- about technology than we ever were, mm-hmm. and trying to navigate that overnight, and trying to give people a quality experience, and we were trying to figure out: do people register? Do they not? Like, I don't know. Like, what should we do? And we did a um, like a rehearsal for Kirtan. And it was just those two and I in the studio we were social distancing and and I was upstairs and they were downstairs and we were trying to do it on zoom. and the sound quality was so bad um, because music just just does not translate across zoom. Yep. It's, it's made for speaking. And And then we just said, forget it. We'll just do it on Facebook live. Like it was so like it, it, like everything else we've had to do in the past, three months. It's just this, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. It's just this Mm -hmm. constant adaptation and evolution. And, and so we did it on Facebook live and it was great. Like it just felt like, Oh, you know, like, and even though we weren't all together in a space, we were on Facebook live, you could see people's comments and they were so grateful and they were so happy. And they would say how they were singing in their living rooms and they were streaming this Facebook live through their speakers and, and it was just like the medicine that I needed to know that that community still existed and that we had something to offer and we could all dance and sing, even though we were in our separate spaces. And it, it was just the most amazing, beautiful thing. And, and so that was, that was a celebration of opening back up the studio in the virtual space. And we, are going to celebrate again because June 1st is the one year anniversary of the yoga studio.
0: Oh, and let's mention that your yoga studio is called radiant yoga and wellness. And if anybody wanted to stream that opening Kirtan, it's radiant yoga and wellness on, on your social channels. Yeah. And I also want to mention that the name of that duo, the Bhakti mamas, if anybody is interested, um, Bhakti yoga is actually the yoga of devotion and is is very about chanting and and um, kirtan which is really Mm -hmm. these beautiful musical chants Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly soothing for the nervous system as well and depending on your constitution if you're somebody who does tend to feel a little lower even humming or singing or music it's really it's really uplifting and heartening and so I just wanted to add that
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm excited. You know, when we did it the first time, I just, I just felt so great afterwards. And, and every time we had a live kirtan, you leave on a high, like you just leave floating out the door and, you know, our anniversary is June 1st. They're going to do the Facebook live kirtan on June 5th, which is a Friday night. So please anyone come, um, Mm -hmm. you go to Radiant Yoga and Wellness, our Facebook page, It'll be a Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Eastern. It, and they're so good. They're just so good. And they're so real and funny. And, you know, they tell jokes and they giggle. And and it, they're just two of my favorite people. And, and I'm so happy that they're going to do it again to celebrate our one-year anniversary.
0: Mm. Well, there was three major celebrations over in, in the Dumas household. Over time. Um, The one that was notable that I do want to share is that my husband and I celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary on April 24th. And during our 20th year, we had longed to renew our vows together. And we did want to do it with all the people that we love. But the people that we love are all on different parts of North America because of the places that we've lived throughout our life together. And then we thought, well, maybe this is something that we should do virtually. It, it, it really did offer new opportunities, this whole Zoom culture. You know, just to go back to yoga, you know, I treasure my home yoga practice. And so I can see that a lot of students that are practicing with me online, that's something that's been wired in for them now is a practice at home. And that's that's really, really beautiful. Plus, you can take your you know, your laptop or what you, whatever you're whatever you using, you could take it outside and, and create spaces, which I've done. And I've been able to practice with some of my teachers of the past that I no longer live in the same area and and teachers on in other parts of the country. So that's been a huge gift. And because I felt it was such a gift, I thought, oh, I can totally see how renewing our vows in a digital ceremony would be really beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was.
0: Well, and I called Mary Campbell, who's was the first guest when we started this podcast. She's this incredible teacher. She is, is really a teacher for intimacy, for romantic love. She she helps women come back into their feminine. Um, I, I have received so much from her. And she is also an ordained minister, and I knew that. And so I asked if she wouldn't mind. And so... I mean, we had quite an official ceremony. It was something that we worked on with her, and our daughters um, were a part of it, and we wrote our own vows to one another, and we, I, I, I wore a, a dress. I mean, a lot of my things aren't here because of some of the choices that we've made. We have a place in San Diego, and that's just a whole other story of unknown, <laughs> but I had, I had a dress here, and... Um, I wore that, and um, Cliff got dressed up, and you know he didn't see me before. You know, I, I we had all of you come, and you know, sort of walked on screen, and Mary h- held space for us just so beautifully. And you know, my first, our first wedding, 21 years ago, I was 27, and I was really in the heart of disordered anxiety which meant i was for me which meant i was having pretty chronic panic attacks and i wasn't seeing things clearly everything made me so nervous everything triggered my fight flight or freeze so my mind was always having the thought of get out of here and i was very nervous to walk down the aisle because i had a lot of social anxiety at the time you know so that's something that i i still work with a, a tiny bit And so I missed this incredible opportunity. One of our guests at that time, we got married in Niagara on the Lake because we lived in Toronto at the time. One of our guests was like an award winning film director. And he asked if he, you know, we would want him to film the ceremony. And I said, no, because because of the way that my brain was functioning at that time. And it it just added a level of nervousness to me that I couldn't handle.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: so even though I just, I loved our wedding so much, there was so much of it that I wasn't really present for because I was engaged in that kind of limiting, untrue thinking. You know, that's yeah. the way I, I was seeing the world through a very different filter than I do now. And I, that's one of the reasons I've always wanted to say vows again, because I can be very present with that now. And also, as anybody who's been married for a number of years, it changes. And the way that I feel about love and marriage is incredibly different. And back then, it was like I needed him. He was almost my safety person, the, the one that I felt calm around. And we both have grown up so much in this relationship and now it's not a need and now it is just a choosing of this human and raising our daughters together has been just the most incredible blessing to to do that with him. And so it was actually really, really emotional. And my husband is usually pretty stoic and you were there.
1: (laughs) I was there. I cried. I thought it was beautiful. And and I love can you speak about your invitations?
0: Oh, yes. Um, that's right. So we sent digital invitations, yeah, <laughs> to keep with the whole theme. and uh, it had a picture of us on it. But then it said, um, to it, the the dress was cocktail attire from the waist up
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and to and that um, there would be a champagne toast from your own refrigerator.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and it was absolutely lovely it I didn't know that a zoom wedding vow renewal would bring up so much emotion in me, but I felt like I was sitting at a wedding because it was so beautifully done i every all the components were there, like you guys were beautiful, and your vows to each other were so beautiful, and having grace there and but then having the music, like the musician who sang. Yeah, I should
0: mention that that was the part that I that I haven't mentioned yet. At our first wedding, one of our dearest friends in the world, his name is Jim Witter, and here in Canada he's a legendary singer-songwriter. He's had just wonderful hits and he is an incredible, special human being. And Mm -hmm. he sang one of his songs when I was walking down the aisle initially 21 years ago. And so we asked if he would sing the same song and he did, which, yeah, to be able to share that with all of you, because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when we got married as well, I had only lived in Toronto for three years. And so I didn't really have that much of a community apart from Cliff and his friends. Mm-hmm. And since then, the two of us have just made in- incredible connections over the years. And not many people ha- have known or been witness to Jim and his incredible talent. And I would encourage anybody listening to to search up Jim Witter because he has a tour um, called the Piano Men Tour. And he goes out and he sings songs by Elton John and Billy Joel he's such an incredible uh, musician. His family is one of the most special families, the Witter family. You go to their house, they've got five kids, and everybody's musical. And so it just turns into these huge Mm sing-alongs. So I was just really, really honored um, that he was able to do that. And then he actually played a part in another celebration that happened the day before. Our daughter turned 18 the day before our anniversary. So You know, it's always been that she was our our anniversary present on our third year because she she arrived on the 23rd of April. And of course, like many other parents, how are we going to create birthdays that are memorable and special, especially 18? Right. You just you have this idea of what you might do for your 18th birthday. And, you know, these poor kids, it's also the year that she's graduating. Like, oh, Um, there's been a lot of processing there too. And, and, and also there's been gifts in that I think as well. Like, you know, I won't speak for her, but I know that she's had some really special celebrations, but for her 18th birthday, um, my husband made a birthday video for her. And, you know, of course we had people send us videos wishing her a happy birthday. And then, in his video, he sang her a song from a musical of the Anna Green Gables because he always thinks of her that way. And she's just so into musical theater. And so, honestly, those two days in April, April 23rd and April 24th, were magical
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the yeah. midst of so much like unknown and despair and fear and all of that. Like, that was still present. But we mm-hmm. had a couple of magical days where. It was just about love.
1: Totally. And, and having to do it the way that you did it, all these other people could come. Like I would not have been able to attend your vow renewal. And, and Jim is in Toronto. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And you're in Vancouver. So other side of Canada from each other, your brother is where, like, isn't he's, he somewhere else? And he's, No, he's
0: here in the same city, but we haven't really been able to see one another. So mm-hmm. yeah, even mm-hmm. that, yeah, my parents aren't here. Yeah, we had people from San Diego, you in Ohio, from the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had people from all over North America.
1: And then Mary, who officiated your vow renewal, is where? She's in Massachusetts. She's in mm-hmm. Massachusetts. It was just the coolest thing to all be in... The digital space sharing in this beautiful ceremony but we were all over the world and it was so cool
0: yeah 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 no I'm I'm glad and um, that was fun to talk about and then finally like so many others my daughter is graduating this year and you know prom canceled final musical canceled all of that but the dress still came Amy so (laughs) <laughs> you have to wear it. Yeah, so she she actually has had two backyard proms now, and um, physical distance just a, not even a handful of people, um, just her boyfriend, best friend, you know, her uncle, her dad, and I. But it, it was wonderful, and mom and dad were with us on Facetime, and other other friends came in on Facetime, and it you know she was getting ready the day of, and she said, oh, "I'm just so excited." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, you know, just the, the people, just her real nearest and dearest were there. And I was able to feed her all of her favorite food and just, you know, do what we could to make it as special as possible. So we've, we've definitely like so many have adapted and and found ways to still celebrate.
1: And I think that's so important to remember, even though it may take a thinking outside the box or an extra effort that these milestones are so important to continue to celebrate them, Mm -hmm. you know, not to postpone that it's not her 18th birthday is not canceled. You know, your anniversary was not canceled. It was just taking a new way of, of thinking, how could you celebrate it?
0: And a huge learning around simplifying this, Mm -hmm. this has been a very huge piece of learning for me when we're in the midst of life as it was, there's a lot that we're not conscious of, you know, even if we do have mindfulness practices and wow, have I noticed how attached I was or how I was viewing life through a lens of you're living. If you, if you're going and doing all the things like that's living, if you're you know, going to this event and this festival and, and this outing and that you're you're filling your your free time with lots of exciting adventures and then you feel like you're living that's like that's what I came to realize about myself and without able to do any of that and to make plans I realized how excited I would get just about making a new recipe and, or eating outside when it was nice enough, finding a new place to walk. And I remembered reading years ago that based on studies, they've actually been able to whittle down just a few elements of life that truly bring authentic happiness into your experience. And one of them was to simplify. And I knew that, but when you're forced to simp- simplify to such a degree and to still find the beauty in that. That was a huge learning and that's something that I want to take with me on the other side because on one hand I want to support businesses but I'm going to be so much more mindful. And even though life hasn't changed in work, you know, my husband and I we work at home and some elements of work were lost while some elements really seemed to amp up. And I think that was the case for a lot of people. You know, it wasn't necessarily a slowdown, but where I felt more spaciousness was not having to, and this is all self-imposed, I realized not having to feel like living means constantly just going out and experiencing all of these things. You know, it's just like trying to to fill up spaces and find happiness and positive emotion by looking outside of you, right? Mm-hmm. And yoga teaches that we can find all of that inside. And that's been really true. Being able to find um, still contentment with the way things are without having to add a lot of different components and plans and people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it took being forced to do it for me as well to simplify and and I feel exactly the same that I I don't want to refill all the spaces again as I'm able to to allow for more spaciousness with my time and energy and money and energy and I just I just want to be really like you said mindful about moving forward stepping back out getting into life Getting out into the world again, but what does that look like, and how can I keep these lessons with me as I go forward? Mm-hmm.
0: And something else that I don't want to forget is the deep love that I have for people. And we're we're calling them essential workers, and it's so clear. But a lot of these people don't have a choice, so. Yes, there's so much appreciation for people that are on the front lines both like you in the healthcare profession but people that are working in grocery stores and drug stores and things that remained open these essential services. These people are on the front lines and I mean, what kind of world are we living in that these people are not making so much money? You know, this this is a huge service and I it's such a Privilege to have not had to go and work and and put yourself at risk, and I I I can't even speak of the gratitude and appreciation that I have for the people that are still working in grocery stores and drugstores, and you know just the experiences of when I did go out into the world and go shopping, and realizing that that person is there for eight hours, and just l- looking looking so deeply into their eyes, and seeing that shared humanity. And I want to see that more in people when I'm out in my day to day, I want to remember to, to look for that and to have that deep connection of, you know, thank you for being here. and Thank you for doing what you're doing. I don't want to go back to ever taking anybody that Is working in an essential service for granted.
1: I know, I don't either. I don't either. They talk about healthcare workers being the frontline workers, but healthcare workers still needed to be fed and we still needed groceries. So for me, being a healthcare worker, I viewed the the grocery store workers and the pharmacy workers as even more essential to me because not everyone has come in contact with a healthcare worker, but almost everyone has gone to the grocery store at least once or twice and and so they were invaluable during this whole time. So I, I think they, they deserve all the credit, all the accolades.
0: And being so mindful about where we spend, not only our money, but our energy, because that's another force of this time. If you needed just a couple of things, you wouldn't necessarily want to put yourself at risk and other people at risk just to run out for a couple of things. So you would wait and you would go out when it was really only necessary. And I wonder if anybody else feels that there was a lot more spaciousness in their life because of not feeling like they could just needed to run out for that and run out for this and zip around and be doing errands. But really make it meaningful when you go out and be very mindful about what you're spending on. Now, I I found that very empowering as well and something that I want to continue.
1: Yeah. I think it goes back to that mindfulness, like really being present, plotting out your needs and making everything have intention. Everything Mm -hmm. has intention now. Even going to the grocery store, do I do, can it wait or is it time? And then now that I'm going, I have a plan and we're just not mindlessly going through our our daily lives.
0: Yeah. You and I were talking recently and- we were this was the subject we were talking about is okay well what did we learn and who do we want to be as the world starts to open up and we start to move into the world and you were mentioning that there is a little bit of like fear and anxiety of i don't want the schedule to get crazy again i i don't want to feel overwhelmed and exhausted again and How can we hold on to a little bit more spaciousness and what are we being shown? You know, there's so many articles that we can read that tell us the benefits of people just staying home a little bit more often and slowing down the benefits of that for our humanity and for the earth. So we know this and how can we keep what we've learned through this time and how can we be mindful as we think about. Returning to really still an unknown. We're still in such a deep place of the unknown. And how can we take time to process and care for ourselves during this time? And so we were just thinking about doing this together. And then we thought that we would invite our communities to something that we're calling 21 Intentional Days. So this is something that we're going to start on June 1st. So the first 21 days of June are going to be an opportunity to really look at how do I want to be and is there anything that could be released? Is there anything that I want to add into kind of my daily life for 21 days that will allow me to be a little bit more mindful at the end, which by the way, is summer solstice. So that's kind of a neat time to end 21 days. And 21 days, they say it's uh, the a space of time that is good to create new habits. And one thing that I was thinking about, and maybe this is a little superficial to talk about at this time, um, but maybe not, because I also feel, just based on the people that I'm talking to, that we moved into behaviors during this time of quarantine to self soothe. That I do not feel guilty about, but I also know, just for my health and well being that I need to pull back a little bit. And so for me, having 21 intentional days, for example, around sugar is just going to be helpful for me to feel better. And I wanted to share, we had our nutritionist, Lisa Kilgore on this show um, last year at some point, and I follow her and she is so incredible. She got a book deal actually during this time. It's called Undieting. But she sends out a newsletter and she was explaining why we crave sugar so much at this time, because whether we were present to it or not, we are experiencing just unprecedented levels of stress. (laughs) We
1: are.
0: Whether we're distracting ourselves from it, whether we're enjoying this time and using this time to somehow better ourselves or just watch all of Netflix, like whatever it is, we're we are we are collectively like what did I I keep referring to guests that we've had on but we've learned so much from our guests Nikolai the incredible psychotherapist that we had on he said trauma is defined as a time when you feel helpless like how many days did you feel helpless
1: pretty much all the days I know oh I know all of the days
0: I know. So anyway, Lisa was talking about this is why you crave sugar, because when we're experiencing stress, we're looking for the quick hit of just feeling better. And we know that that's what sugar gives us. It increases the feel-good chemicals in our body. But you know, unfortunately, if it's um, like refined sugar, then we're going to have a huge crash. But what I love about following her is that she's all about yes, you know, eat the sweet things. We need some sweetness right now, and here's a way that you can do it and and not feel like awful um, about yourself. So I've definitely been making some of her recipes, and I was thinking that. As we move through these 21 days, I would ask her if, you know, I can share some of her recipes on our social channel for the people that are joining us for our 21 days. If anybody is relating with me and kind of wants to, um, you know, even out the sugar consumption, because over time, you know, it's it's all about making Kobe Kozlowski. Okay, I'm going to mention another guest that we've had. She spoke about crimes against wisdom. And while I don't like making anything bad or good, it's like, yes, I know I'm going to feel better if I go to bed before 11 and I know I'm going to feel better um, if I just leave that, that cookie alone for right now.
1: Well, crimes against wisdom, that's an Ayurvedic teaching. And and like you, crime sounds like a strong word, but, but when you are participating in crimes against wisdom, you kind of know it. Yes, You know, like, you know, that I, you know, using the word should or shouldn't, when you're participating in Crimes Against Wisdom, there's a little voice in your head that's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, this isn't good for me. Like, I'm going to regret this. And it could be anything. It could be sugar. It could be alcohol. It could be staying up too late. It could be overscheduling. It could be any of the distracting things that we do. But But we kinda know it when we're doing it. And and we know what makes our body feel good. We know when we get enough sleep. We know when we eat in a certain way. We know when we don't participate in habits that or overindulge in things how we feel in a good way when we do those. But we still do the things, right? Like we're still human and and like you said, we're reaching for the quick fix and because we want we want to ease our suffering in that moment. Yeah. And in whatever way that is. And and I've always loved that term though, crimes against wisdom. Because it makes for me it makes so much sense because you know deep down somewhere when you're kind of doing it.
0: Yeah. So these 21 days are an opportunity just to maybe release one thing, maybe add in one thing that you know is beneficial to you, like an earlier bedtime or that book that you've been meaning to read or a daily nap or a daily opportunity just to breathe, go for a walk, be out in nature Our intention for this program, 21 Intentional Days, and notice we're not calling it a 21-day challenge either (laughs) because we just can't handle anything that feels like an obligation or anything that feels complicated or anything that um, has a lot of components to it. This is going to be so simple and very self-led. If you choose to join us, and many have already, we're so excited about the group that's coming together. You will simply receive an email from us on Monday, June 1st, launching our 21 days. Um, There'll be a short video from me, and I'll be the one that is leading you into um, a 10 minute experience of just some deep breaths and an accessible meditation. And Amy is going to be offering a video of and i'll let you i don't we may not have it all completely planned yet but it's going to be some ayurvedic tips
1: yeah and i think it goes back to you know what you said with the crimes against wisdom ayurveda is really rooted in in using your connection to what's already there using you know your body's connection to nature using your inherent health your body's wisdom of, you know, that's your birthright. Health is your birthright. And, and we lose that because we get in the way. And so Ayurveda is very much into simple practices that you can do every day. They're like little love notes to your body mm-hmm. every day, you know, returning your attention to your body and your mind and your emotions and your spirituality of very simple little practices. So the practices I am going to offer are just like a simple morning routine um, that include Ayurvedic practices, and they might seem simple or, um, you know, how how could the, these little practices change my life? But when you attend to yourself, when you prioritize yourself and your own well-being first, like it really does exponentially change things. So very simple, easy to do Ayurvedic practices in the morning that anyone can do. they you know, they shouldn't cost any money and they're very not time consuming, but they're just little love notes to your body.
0: And it's, I think, such a essential time for some of that because not only are maybe we feeling like we finally need to process some of what went down because we just didn't have time because we were reacting and dealing, but also uh, I feel like we're in repair mode a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm we have experienced a lot of stress and we know from the work that we've done that we need to get into our relaxation part of the nervous system just a little bit more. Now, um, you know, our body always wants to come back to homeostasis. And so these 21 days are an opportunity to just intentionally offer ourselves, um, times and space and techniques to help us along And then, so you'll get one email. That's it. We're not going to send an email every day (laughs) for our own sanity as well. We want to keep this like super low stress and easy. We'll send a second email at the first day of the second week. And we'll ask a simple question in that email about maybe what wants to be released. And there might be something, uh, you know, I've, I've shared with me, there's a couple of things that I'm going to let go of. In the 21 days, just as a bit of a reset for myself. And there might be something, um, whether it be a certain way of thinking or a certain behavior, that you want to just try what it feels like to release it. And what we know, and what you and I, Amy, have learned time and time again, is when we do, on some level, know that this behavior, the substance, maybe this isn't serving us, when we do finally um, let it go. It, it's not easy. We are faced with what's been there waiting to be seen or spoken or healed or dealt with. And we often find that new space is created for the unknown, but for what wants to be received.
1: I'm really excited about this 21 intentional days because for myself, and, and everyone will be unique and how they process these 21 days but i'm thinking for myself like big like what do how can i use 21 days to really change my life on a deep level and for me really thinking about putting my priorities first putting myself first you know we talk a lot about getting lost in our relationships with our loved ones or our children or our parents or our work or our daily routine. And I'm really excited to kind of use this process to how do I want my life to look like on a really deep level moving forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the simple things that we can do that I think make those big changes, like something else that I'm going to be focusing on is before March, I had a pretty uh, committed morning routine, which I still do. But there is a component that's been added in. And that has been reaching for my phone first thing, because there's for a, a long time, it, you woke up in the morning and and the world changed. And mm-hmm. it, 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 so picking up the phone was like you're you're picking up a lifeline in one respect. It's it's your communication. But on the other hand, how can you not look when hourly you know, it, there's something happening that is affecting people around the world that is that is uniting us? And I found that now it's continued to be a habit and I, I do really appreciate social media channels for feeling connected with what people are doing and... Especially now as things are opening up, it can be harmful for my mental health around um, as much as we talk about it is a crime against wisdom to compare ourselves to others. It's, that's just kind of how we're wired. It's served us once upon a time. You know, we learn from each other and we get inspired by each other too, which I also love about seeing what others are doing. But sometimes it does take me away from just how I authentically want to move in the world
1: hmm hmm
0: So that's going to be something I want to let go of is not having the phone in the bedroom.
1: <laughs> Just getting an old-fashioned alarm clock. hmm
0: And then uh, you'll get a third email where it'll be another inquiry there because sometimes when we intend to move through an opportunity like this where we really are giving ourselves 21 days to build new habits, we have a lot of learnings you know we we can have a lot of understandings about ourselves and so um, we'll help you along with just some inquiry in that third email and then we'll close 21 days with a celebratory class and that will be right at the summer solstice and we'll all meet in a in a digital zoom room and I have found that when everybody is as present as they can be you know they there is a sacred feeling online too and you and I will just you know, offer some beautiful breath and movement and therapeutic yoga and Ayurveda and just come together.
1: Those classes have been so much fun to do together while we've been quarantining.
0: Yeah. And we'll have another one coming up um, even in the midst of 21 days. So if you haven't had a chance to practice with Amy and I together, and if you're not following the Radiant Warrior on on uh, social media, please do. And we also have um, a private Facebook group uh, that's going to be involved in our 21 day challenge. And some of you have already joined it because we have a private Facebook group just to go along with this podcast. You can choose to follow along with us. That's where we'll kind of pop in and talk about our progress and offer tips. Um, Or you can formally join us for our 21 intentional days. You can find the link to join on the Radiant Warrior podcast Instagram page and uh, in a post on Facebook as well. Well, it's been so nice talking to you in this way again, Amy. And it's been also so nice just talking to you on walks on the phone. And we've, we've definitely stayed in contact and a lot of what's to come is unknown and we're still doing that human thing and planning as much as we can. (laughs) Yeah, You know that actually, I do want to just offer one thing around that because one of the gifts also of this time is I decided to work privately with, with my teacher, my yoga therapy teacher and he offered something to me um, that I want to offer to our listeners here before we sign off his name is Brant Pasolacqua and we've had him on the podcast as well he was speaking that really the best that we can do is kind of shore up our present moment so as best as we can create our present moment to be as we would like it and when it comes to plans for the future like we're mostly guessing Mm -hmm. yes they can be informed guesses but we we mostly are (laughs) right and like you talked about surrender, uh, can we surrender to that truth and then just come back just right here, right now? How do we want to feel now? What do we want to think about now? What's here for us to see um, and and connect with? He's He also said recently something else that stuck with me is that it hurts us to be outside of our bodies. And right now... They're, our bodies are communicating with us and our bodies, like for some of you, maybe you've noticed a lot more tension and soreness in your body. And it can just be healing, a healing experience to just be with that and feel that and take some time to be out of the head and planning and and be in your body too.
1: I just agree with what he says. And I think it's so easy to get into those patterns of being in our heads and leaving our bodies and leaving our hearts and and what a change it has been for me to get out of my head, get back into my body. I have, I have had time now to practice, do my practices and and what a difference it's making. And not to say that everyone should be doing that. You know, I I've seen those memes People say, if you don't come out of quarantine with a six pack, like, what were you doing? It's like you were attending to yourself in whatever way you needed to attend to yourself. Yes. And and I agree with that. And sometimes just being with your body means laying on your floor, you know, with one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart and, and just being with yourself in whatever way that is. And, and that, those are the practices that I'm talking, that I've been practicing the very quiet still practices me too. that have been benefiting me.
0: Me too. And and that is the opportunity that we want to share each day for 21 days is just feel what it feels like to take even 10 minutes and just be with what is. All right, my love. Um, hopefully we will join with many of you beginning on June 1st. And we're giving ourselves the permission to come together and, and talk in this way and share in this way and have amazing guests on when it feels really right and when it doesn't feel overwhelming for us and when we feel like we have the space
1: yes so coming soon but who knows when
0: we hope to connect with you in in lots of different ways soon um thanks as always for listening and it's been just so great to meet so many of you over the last couple of months we are sending as always like peace and contentment and hope that everybody listening is is doing well
1: Mm -hmm. from our heart to yours.
0: Yeah. Okay. Love you, Amy. Love you too. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Warrior podcast. If you found it valuable, please leave us a positive review to help others find it.
1: And please check out the Radiant Warrior podcast on Instagram and Facebook to leave us your questions and find out where you can come and practice with us next.